0: Hi everybody, welcome to Reboot Your Relationship. I'm with Joe Whitcomb, uh, and this is Reboot Your Relationship. My name's Lee Honish. I am the producer of Perfect Blue Studios, and I am here as always with the grandmaster coach, uh, all things wonderful uh, when it comes <laughs> to helping people out with a relationship, Joe Whitcomb. How are you
1: doing today, Joe? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks, Lee. It's gonna be a great new year. It is.
0: So this time around for everyone, um, I'm structuring it a little different. We're gonna try to go about 20 or 30 minutes this time, not our usual marathon session. We just wanna be short and succinct on this one and hopefully help you bring a lot of value. This is a big deal for going into 2020, I know in my personal life. Um, So I'm sure I'll be throwing a lot of my personal stuff out there as usual. Um, Today's show is about power struggles. Who's right, who's wrong? I'm right, she's right, she has to be right. If I'm not right, who's right? (laughs) who's right if i'm not right if i'm not right am i going to devalue myself i mean i have to set appropriate boundaries for myself this is a real thing this is literally the thing that hurts relationships in my humble opinion based on my last breakup who's right who's wrong so let's start right there how many times in your own business or how many times you meet with people does this become a thing
1: well, I know it's one of those things that, you know, for all of us, we go through because we, we talked about in prior episodes and podcasts about the, tr- the drama triangle. Right. We talked about the rescuer, the two one up positions, the rescuer and the persecutor and the one down position of the victim. Right. The inequality of that, these one up, one down, that is one type of dynamic in relationships. Right. And then we have other dynamics. If you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts about uh, how we get stuck in these trauma loops, trauma bonds, and how do we work through. So we're talking about, and again, um, there are many dimensions in all of these relationships, and there's conflict that ensues because of certain challenges that we all come into. it. And then you asked about the inequality. Now we're going to talk about when you have two who really powerful people you know in the relationship and there's this we get into a certain power uh struggle right and that power struggle is definitely another one of those things where uh, you got the immovable object which is that you know person who is always maybe saying no or withholding and the unstoppable force and that can be a power struggle but it's going to be because you know love and everything is it's two powerful people learn to become more flexible and adaptive and adjusting and accommodating and creating a shared context and some shared language and tools to work through some of these power struggles because if i'm coming at it because if the payoff is i got to be right and you're wrong or um, win lose or domination or avoiding domination all these types of patterns, Well, then it's always going to go down to the victim of lose-lose. Even in a power struggle, there's always someone that you're both going to lose. So we're just going to talk a little bit about several things today. Being able to take charge of your love and, and the idea of power and love, being able to be co-created in a relationship because in any relationship you're going to have a set of problems. You're going to have a set of uh, lifestyle issues, problems that are potential patterns, uh, value differences, personality differences, gender differences, cultural differences. All of these differences come into play when you're in a partnership, right? So getting on the, so so we want to move today out of the, we've moved out of the one up, one down type of dynamic, and now we're into the power struggle, how to break through those upper limit barriers, right? Because there is this widely held belief that to be loved, you have to abandon your power and vice versa, right? So this is when we take charge of your love so that you can choose a partner because a lot of times what we do is we we talked about the, uh, the the wish merger, right? Where we choose a partner who provides the missing function of whether the missing function of power or the missing uh, function of love. Those two things then begin to happen. So, in fact, when, what happens then when these two things that, say, uh, are expressed separately, like love and power, begin to degenerate right because a lack of love turns power into unconstrained self-interest or and a lack of power makes love more let's say sentimental and romantic which is kind of a demanding kind of a fusion and an enmeshment and a loss of selfhood and a healthy relationship is both two and one of those at the same time because love is what enables individual partners to become their fullest selves right when you can Love and accept that person, um, and then because then growth provides them with the strength to maintain their oneness, right? So you're doing nothing to erode the other person's need for oneness, at the same time leaning in to create a weeness, right? So there's this we part. So the power isn't dominion over others, but it's really the drive of everything else every living thing to realize itself because nothing in the world would happen without power it's the life force where love enables power does that make sense lee
0: absolutely so the question really becomes i have lots of questions
1: sure sure (laughs) based on my own i I want to answer
0: my based on my own failed relationships and ultimately on my attempt with my new relationship right right um so we'll just break it down piece by piece Sure. Uh, in past relationships, certainly it has become a thing where someone has to be the dominant and someone has to be the subservient. Like something as simple as where are we eating tonight?
1: Right. right. I don't know. You choose. Right. So one person's being more does, passive. Right.
0: Right. Does somebody does this? Will this ultimately add up if it's not a team effort?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it does add up because now it becomes again. You're you're referring to kind of the uh a one up one down type of relationship where there's someone deferring constantly to the other person's lead in some ways rather than a co-creation of two powerful people leapfrogging up this mountain together right where it's gonna that eventually will erode trust in the relationship okay so because it becomes it's like there's this part so let's say you are, and this is where the confidence, the hard-won confidence in a relationship can begin to emerge is when, but if you have one person who's more avoidant and unexpressed and doesn't really have assertiveness, right? The other person becomes more dominant and assertive and they may be more confident in the relationship, but you got to create a space where both people are, trying to really co-create a shared experience in their relationship. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. But that's also, let's jump now to the current relationship I'm trying to build, right? I believe Mm -hmm. that the person I'm with is a alpha personality. She Mm -hmm. might not feel that way at the moment, but she's definitely an alpha personality. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. from my perspective, it's definitely, I want everything to be a 50-50 proposition from the beginning, which is the way I've created it since day one. Right. I just basically vomited who I am. There's always a discussion. What do you feel like? What do I feel like? Right. Let's meet in the middle.
1: Right. Right. It's finding that third pole. Right. Because in relation, this is one of the in one of our episodes, we're going to talk about some of the reboot relationship principles and practices. that I work with couples with because relationships thrive. When each partner is commits to a total union, like a merger that says we come first, that kind of like we'll talk about the couple bubble, right, with the other person uh, so that we come first, but also the separateness to the total creativity and expression as an individual and I. So you have your I and your we, devotion and freedom, and so this is where working with couples, working in relationships or partnerships where you're making a heartfelt commitment to your partner partner, that you're willing to go beyond your own, let's say, ego defenses to a full unity, right? And at the same time, we gotta make commitment to going all the way with our your own individual creative expression as well, where you're fully self-expressed and both people are able to observe the emergence of our own and your own defense barriers every day, which is able to communicate about them honestly, and that's the authentic part where we're not taking them so seriously. In fact, these ego defenses will disappear quickly when <laughs> when you're able to kind of turn t- them into play. Uh, something that you you know that people learn in my reboot your relationships, so you're not just being the caretaker for your partner or you know, wounded child or they're being the co you know the caretaker that we've learned uh for your wounded child right so you're actually learning to be playmates with one another's healthy child right uh to bring the play the sexy the spontaneity the creativity the fun the energy all of that coming back into the you know folding into the relationship but getting back into that parallel how do we create and what are some of the elements so of equality when you're dealing with a power struggle. <coughs> First, we gotta know that it is, a <laughs> that we're stuck. We're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck in a gridlock, we're stuck in an impasse, and we're in, both coming into this relationship inflexible. We're driving our own lifestyle, values, and personality, and it takes some humility and you know uh, being nuanced, which I talk about, being more relaxed, more yielding, in the relationship, uh, and it might be coming out of a wound where you don't want to feel taken advantage of, but this is where we need to kind of go. So we're going to go through these elements of equality.
0: Okay. So on, right. absolutely Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I have plenty of thoughts, but first of all, insert phone number here.
1: Three one zero five six zero zero seven two six. You can also email, uh, text me, email me, or also. Yeah, you can email me at joe at rebuildingconnection com.
0: Look for the look for the. There's a link right at the bottom of us. There's like a link with right all the websites, um, and right on the page with the video. Right. Okay. So let's take the first. I'm just gonna go through dynamics of my bad relationships.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll make, it, uh, we'll make it all about Lee. Let's do this. This would right. be great. This is is going to make
0: one person extraordinarily happy to hear all this. Uh, And by the
1: way, thank you for your humility and courage to face your own truth and dragons here. (laughs) It takes courage to be vulnerable. And this is when I talk about Lee, and I appreciate you. One of the things I really appreciate is your willingness and desire to take the mask of the masculine off and the wounding of the patriarchy and to heal those parts because this is what we're, as men, I always say we've got to be a man with our men to be a man with our woman, right? So iron sharpening iron. So thank you for showing up wholeheartedly.
0: It's going to get pretty vomitous here. Um, okay.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> get, let me get the, hold on. Let me get the bucket. Here we go. No, wait,
0: get the bucket, get the, get the tissues out. But the reason I, I'm doing that is because I also know that someone I want to care about and put into my life is also going through a process herself, right? So... If I can show her I can do it, then I truly believe that will inspire her to do it, Mm -hmm. I think. Is that logical? Let's start there before I rewind to 2007 (laughs) where this all went sideways.
1: Um, Well, we can want and desire that for the other person, but again, we want to be careful we're not deferring to if they change, I change, and if I change, I want them to change because no. now we're creating. That's
0: always the risk, right? So you right, allow right, someone right. to change and to have growth.
1: If but my gotta do growth mm-hmm. for me. Right, because I got to do this for, it's all of our own curriculum that we're here to heal. It isn't hers or theirs out there. It's This is mine, right? And we would love to invite them into the dance floor or into the arena to work through this and not just be up in the stands or out drinking Kool-Aid we want to be on the dance floor together so we can work through this. So we can have an equality and a uh, kind of like the watermark, right? So you're both, if if one of you, is fung- the watermark is, let's say at a, an eight or nine, any other person's at a three, well, it's gonna bring the relationship down to a five, right? Because now you're not really equal. You're not coming in as equal partners. So the first element of equality that you're, you do a wonderful job at, by the way, if I may give you some kudos to anybody out there, you know, that uh, you really give attention because I really sense that both partners, we have to be emotionally attuned to and supportive of each other, which which means attunement is like we're really aware of the other person's emotions and needs, their world, right? Or We're able to, that attunement, and then also our own emotions, that we're able to, because if I'm not connected here, Lee, and it's paying attention here, I can't be connected to to them, right? If I'm not connected here, there's no way I can connect with anyone else because we have to start being paying attention here. And so that attunement is also our ability to turn toward the other person's emotions, feelings, thoughts, their viewpoint, right? So we can get come alongside and, you know, uh, I'm not responsible for that my partner's, uh, yes
0: that's Um, the theory by the by the way that's the
1: theory no that's that's not the theory this is the practice okay it's a path and it's a practice not a theory this is the practice just like going out dancing learning how to fight you have to practice these skills not a theory this is something that is attainable and accessible to us in practice as a path
0: and to go back to a theme that you do not by behavior modification by authenticity
1: This is, yeah, not by behavior modification, this is about not first order change, just changing your, and I'll talk about that in another episode, but second order change, really shifting our heart and perspective so we can see that, right? So it's not behavior modification, this is a practice. So Everything, let's talk about, no, go ahead. So let, well, I just want to, so that attention, right, where you're either to turned toward, you're able to tolerate the other person's viewpoint and experience, validating those experiences, because that's something we all need is, you know, that someone will understand your reality and experience and validate, because that's empathy, compassion, and that's listening to each other and being able to understand the hidden emotion and tolerate those different viewpoints and meet those emotional needs and bring empathy and compassion and curiosity to listen, understand and validate. How many people have been curious about you or paid attention to you as a child, right? Not many of us did. We just got ignored, right? <laughs> it's what's the old saying, you know, uh, children to be seen and not heard, right? Correct. So that whole thing. Uh, but for both of you to feel invested in the relationship, and there's this, res- and we're responsible for attending to and maintaining. The we, the couple bubble, the relationship itself—that you're both accommodating to that, and you know, not demanding it in a sense of "you must." You know, this is like, okay, let me understand your emotional and physical, it's whatever those attuned. things are. It's, it's ultimately being,
0: being attuned.
1: It's yeah, attuned and attention, right? So that's that's one of the very important things of for uh, a relationship to run more parallel. Right, a parallel relationship kind of think of it like you have these two independent powerful people, like the riverbanks, right? The riverbanks of a river, right? That is parallel, and then you have the river, and this is all the stuff that's bringing life runs through it, right? So, those parallel, you know, that's the structure. This is what can really helpful And one of the things we teach, and one of the things we'll talk about in another segment is how do we create couple bubbles, right? This couple bubble where we come first, we work through it, we're taking a stand for that, and then also being able to influence the other person and also to accept influence. That, again, takes both partners are being uh, accessible, responsive, and emotionally engaging to each other's needs and each other's bids for attention or conversation or connection. Um, and each has the ability to engage and emotionally affect the other, and that's kind of this uh, kind of an affect contagion where we're all, you know, we're all, ex- you know, influencing one. Another. It's either I'm influencing and accepting my partner's influence, right? That's an important part of being flexible rather than rigid, tight, and, and you know, and and that's what a lot of these fights come up with, Right.
0: Right, Power so the, goal, it, the the mythos, right, Yeah. two halves making one whole, it's actually two halves making two holes.
1: Yeah, right, you know, I got one angel wing, you got the other angel wing, and together we fly, you know, it takes two. It's, traje- it's the thrust and the vector, it's like a plane needs two wings, right, you can't just have one wing, you have to have two wings to fly. If powerful, if you're going to be a power couple, a power love couple, which you're talking about power and love, it takes two wings, right, to to, to fly a plane. And otherwise you knock off, if it's only a one wing, you're going to crash and burn and it doesn't no, work.
0: I, I completely agree. Um, I don't know if I should go to the beginning or start backwards and go forwards because what you're describing right now is the previous relationship that I came out of that was seven years uh, we both worked together. We both lived together. We both tried to love together. We were both um, engaged, but ultimately mm-hmm. there was an inequality in the relationship. I didn't mm-hmm. do enough for her. Right. Um, I don't think she appreciated me enough. Someone always had to be right. Someone always had to be wrong.
1: hmm Yeah, that's And that's ultimately, imagine. the
0: driver that broke this apart, right? It's you change or you change. It's not we're going to figure this out.
1: Yeah. Well, taking charge of your love means I go first, not you go first. But if you've got two people committed to I go first, and I'm on the dance floor, and you're on the dance floor, that's accommodation, right? Now, that's the next element here is accommodation. Although life may present short periods when uh, one partner's need takes precedence, say you break a leg, or someone's sick, or there's something else going on, um, that but that occurs by mutual agreement over the long haul, so both people are partners are influencing the relationship and in making those decisions jointly. Um, I had a health and medical crisis at the beginning of the month that you know i didn 't realize I was going through my high blood pressure, hypertension, lack of sleep, I was burning burning hard, investing a lot of people, time, energy, money, and I just hit the wall come December 1st and didn't even know it. I mean, I was just so unconscious because I'm kind of like, you know, those people that are out there giving, 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 and I wasn't advocating, you know, for my own needs or getting reasonable accommodation of things, and so I burn out. This is where the burnout comes from, you know, because you got this both people are kind of, you know, fighting for each other's needs, right? So, and there is no accommodation, right? Makes sense?
0: Absolutely. It it ultimately really makes sense to me, right? And and that's why it ended, right? Ultimately, mm-hmm. two sides that won't budge, a date set, something happens, it escalates between the two parties. And, and that's where I am with that. Um, let's talk one up, one down. And I'll use my life as a model because I'm, really, try- I'm yeah. really trying not to do that right now with the current person that I'm interested in. I'm literally trying with all my might of vomiting out this is who I am., um, I really want to know who you are at your weakest moment and work together so that we strive to have something special together, right? All right. All right And be very honest and very open from the beginning, right. the the basic, maybe you should discuss this, and I don't know if people know this. So, Basically, when you meet somebody, it's hot, it's passionate, it's a hookup, it turns into something else, and it progresses, and you really don't get to know that person for, uh, I've heard everything from a year to three years. Right, Right. What is your opinion on people knowing true selves?
1: Well, I mean your woman and anybody in your relationship are all deep waters and it's gonna take a lifetime to get to know somebody, especially at 52. I mean, we're not 20. We have a lot of history, a lot of patterns. We have a lot of, you know, hurts and harm and trauma in our own lives and, you know, regrets or whatever. And and getting to know somebody could take an entire lifetime of discovery, right? You're a mystery. She's a mystery to be on, to allow it to unfold and yeah but why hold on hold on this is this is okay this is the bullshit I'm trying to get
0: around all right I'm gonna be perfectly honest this is the bullshit I'm trying to get around yes as I get ready to turn 52 in a couple of months this is what I'm trying to get around if I can expose the real me and I can see the real her as quick as possible doesn't that get us to our truth much quicker
1: well yeah I mean no yeah but there's still that all has to get downloaded uploaded and meta, you know, into your nervous system and digested, absorbed and metabolized in the context of the relationship. Otherwise, you're just force feeding and then you got a big old tummy full and now you're trying to digest all this information and content and yeah, me, it's good, let let but, it, but, it, but, it, but you're let still use having- Let me
0: correct word, yeah, I hear you. Let me use her correct word, overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's like you're being force fed to all this food and you have it so then you get into like a it's kind of like a chuck you know the chuck hold you know now you you're not able to process all that information yes authenticity is way, critical and, and vulnerable is super important vulnerability is each partner is willing to admit weaknesses and uncertainty and mistakes and failures and it has to be uh, a co-creation of a sacred, holy space that what we're sharing here is sacred, it's holy, it's not going to be used against us in the future, and weaponized as blah, you but, know, it always but, is.
0: but it ultimately always is, right? It, yeah,
1: well, because, yeah. That's because, the
0: crime of all relationships. The, the ultimate crime of well, all relationships is you remember that time.
1: And that's, right, It's and that's disqualifying all the positive stuff, right? It would take a bad five minutes and it for a whole course. day, right? Or we take a bad day and say, this is how it's, this is defined the relationship as it is for the rest of eternity. No, it's a bad day, right? And can you recover and can you stay connected through that conflict? Because that, again, I talk about conflict being the the irritant, like that sand in an oyster that produces a pearl. But if you're spitting out that irritant or that piece of sand, you're never going to get the pearl because that's where we have to really honor and respect the process of, because relationship communication is a dynamic process of discovery, co-discovery and rediscovering, right. and learning about one another's hurts, I call it the symmetry of, uh, of the light in the shadows, right? And we all have our lights and we all have our shadows and that symmetry, you have to bring love and respect and, and appreciation and, um you know and 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 appreciate those things as they're coming out but there's got to be a commitment to we're going to work on doing this right so the power couple that getting out of that power struggle you got four legs on this table right four legs okay without these four legs being solid right if i'm pushing on this table and one of those legs isn't there, it's gonna collapse, right? So you have one leg, that's your emotional devotion, commitment to the relationship, to each other, that I'm here, I got your back, you know, I'm attuned, I'm I'm listening, I'm accommodating, you know, and then you have your physical commitment, devotion to safety, protection, you know, there's a commitment to that, that's super important, respecting that, and then you have your sexual devotion commitment and how you shape that and then you have your spiritual or moral commitments whatever that is for people those things have to be honored and respected and yes we can you know sometimes those things can break down and you know, tr- because it's all about creating trust again with one another, and trust is built over time and experience. You don't give people trust; you earn trust, and you have to be trustworthy over time. You can have a bad day, that doesn't mean. Because everybody, you have growers and showers in our character. Someone who's a shower never changes or rigid; they kind of stay stuck and frozen they're the same. Growers, they're vulnerable. They're out there. They're doing it. And yes, sometimes people lie, but that's not who they always are, or sometimes they fall, or sometimes they get angry, or whatever, but that's not a consistent trait. That's just something, you know, if you, if that's going to define the relationship as one bad day, it's like, ah, I don't, didn't even know who you were, well, now a part of your shadow in this mutual injury comes up as you get into this mutual injury, and that's another topic we'll talk about, is how to work through mutual injuries of how we hurt, harm, create pain and suffering in the relationship by not dealing with it. But it goes back to, Lee, this idea of love and the power, love and respect, because each partner has has to have what what we say is a positive regard for the humanity of the other and sees the other as admirable, worthy of kindness in the considerate and collaborative relationship that it's designed to be. And without that collaborate, without that respect, because it starts. It's like a woman may need, let's say, and men need this too, because um, a woman's deepest psychic craving is that she experiences love and sense of safety, and protection, and she feels like uh, her feelings and emotions are cherished. And a man's deepest and women experience this too. They need it just as much, but it tends to be uh, that a man may need more of a respect or admiration for his and uh, respect for his thoughts and his contributions and his, um, uh, productivity, right. And that a woman influences his thoughts and ideas and stuff where you're both respecting those different, uh, positions, you know, stances, so you can co-create this dance. And that's that, and that's part of the selfhood of each partner in their stance. So each partner retains this kind of viable self, capable of functioning also without the net relationship if necessary but able to be his or her own let's say inviolable with these boundaries that reflect your core values like who you are where you going, what you stand for what you fight for champion your higher purpose that that selfhood that i is also honored and respected as true for that person right without trying to change that person because powerful people know you can't change people, right? You just create an environment of love and respect. So when she feels love, this is, it goes back to that vicious cycle or this fear dance because with love without love, right? She responds and reacts without respect and without respect, she reacts and you react and respond without love and without love, she reacts and responds without respect and without, you know, you get in this vicious cycle. So it's this more and more without this, you create this, right? Without love, she's, it degenerates, devalues, because we get into this valuing, devaluing, and then ultimately rejecting, rejection of that relationship, and now we're stuck in this other vicious cycle. But with love, when she feels like you are her safe haven, you're the the beach, she can crash on you, then she is highly motivated to respond with respect and admiration. And then with admiration and respect, you are motivated to respond with more love and adoration and support. and with that you're motivated she's motivated to respect and admire and champion your cause. and then with that you you're able to, you're motivated to create more love. That becomes a reward cycle or reward pattern rather than a deenergizing cycle. It's a reward cycle it's an energizing cycle because now you have two powerful people that are energizing, and rewarding, and leaf up this mountain together, right? So then you have this status of this relationship where both partners are both enjoying the freedom to directly define and assert that space on their yoga mat, what's important, and to put that forth, what which is kind of the agenda of your relationship, what you both want to create, because you both feel entitled to have And express your needs, right, and goals, and bring their full self into the relationship. Um, You know, (laughs) here's something, Lee, to think about. You know, procreation isn't just about having babies. Did you know, procreation is not about having babies or making babies. Procreation is about bringing forth life, inspiring life into the relationship that you're fueling that relationship as two powerful people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It does make sense. Um, you brought up a couple of great points. Um, yeah. And I wanna double around on them. Right. First of all, the, the dynamic of well i'll I'll bring up the biggest one that everybody thinks about, certainly in my age group. I don't know what it's like for people younger. I think they just work emotionally and just go with it, and that's why you should wait time, but that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, deal breakers right yeah. What is a real deal breaker like what is, what are the red flags that ultimately, when you're with somebody that you see early on we, we you and I have discussed this many times on this topic of, yeah, I knew this was going to happen." but I thought I could divert from it, right? Deal breakers are a very real thing.
1: Right, deal breakers, red flags, all those things. Well, this is where you have to know yourself, right? I mean, this is about who am I, you know, and write down what do I want, what do I need, what can I live with, what can I not live with, what can I live without, what can I not live without, because you gotta have your bottom lines. You know, what's my bottom line, right? For me, I have, my bottom lines are, no, you know, abuse, the big, the big three A's, abuse, addiction, and uh, adultery, like cheating, right? Those are big, right? That's, those are bottom lines. Um, And then I have, you know, other ones, you know, um, you know, uh, and a lot of it, it's workable as long as the other person's willing to work towards resolution, you know, because I color a lot of red flags white because of love, love kind of, but if it's abusive, then no, right? If it's, if you're running a you know an addictive pattern and you're not working on healing that part then we need to talk about it and source solutions around it now, of course infidelity anything like that is just a betrayal of your trust so those are those are those are the big three right and also you know I need someone that's also a someone that can lean in emotionally available and connect and you know, and commit to resolving, com, you know, com, resolving, restoring, repairing, reconciling the relationship, fighting for that relationship. You know, if someone's not willing to be on the dance floor and dance, then, uh, and then, and you're indifferent to it, you got one foot in, one foot out, and you're ambivalent. Well, that's not really, and you're withholding. Well, that's not, you know, that's not going to work. So there's got to, you got to be, there's got to be a sense of relationship readiness. And you have to come in ready. You know, it's you know, it's like you go to a fight, right? You got a fight coming up in March, right? You yeah. gotta prepare. You gotta be emotionally, physically, mentally ready for this fight. And it's and and you have to be relationally emotionally, physically ready to be in a relationship. I hear a lot of people I ask them, I said, Are you really relationship ready? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, what have you done? <laughs> Whatever have, how have you prepared for this? epic love because this love this relationship is a living laboratory it's a love academy where it's going to be kitchen tested living room tested bedroom boardroom tested right and are you going is this going to survive right so that's an important thing so and it also goes back to you.
0: is that i mean this all sounds extremely utopian it
1: does from my it's a practice it's a pra- it's a path and a practice Okay. You want to go win a gold belt? Okay. It's like dancing with the stars or anything. It's not utopian. It's, it's takes practice. I mean, love is a path and it's a practice. There's no utopian. This I'm just, I mean, I, I, I am being prescriptive and descriptive and talking, but this doesn't just happen. It has to be something that people are willing to commit to to resolve to lean into that third pole that we come first and we're gonna to commit to resolving this. But if you only got one person leaning in trying to resolve it and the other person doesn't wanna repair com- because conflicts do come, they conflicts occur and negativity can escalate quickly. But when partners are make deliberate efforts to de-escalate those discussions, those fights and calm self-regulate and calm one another, themselves down and regulate their own experience and taking timeouts and apologizing for harshness or you know being mean and and they follow up by replacing the defensiveness with listening to the other person's position and you know bringing that compassion, no it's not an impossibility. The realm of infinite possibilities is that it is a possibility. It's not it's not ideal, I mean you don't, but it is a path, it is a practice. And sometimes you gotta to come to your reboot your relationship intensives to learn all these different dimensions so that you both have a, because what couple, my bias is you need to have several things in your tool, you have to have a shared context, shared language, shared tools, shared resources, being on the same page to work through this there's nothing in the world that prepares us for what we are dealing with and finding that sense of fairness in the relationship where, and I'm not saying fairness in that uh, tit for tat, I'm talking in perception, right? Determined by flexibility and responsiveness and behavior by partners, they feel, you know, that, you know, that, maybe it's like there's uh like at home there's tasks and relationships there's chores and responsibilities you know are those things divided in ways that support individual and collective well-being of the family that well-being of both partners foster bring life you know procreate you know bringing life well-being of the physical emotional and financial success of the family so they can light each other's world up and These key balancing principles of power and love are the things that can help them break through these upper limit barriers to love, connection, belong, whatever that is for them. Right? They want what they are deciding to co-create on in their couple bubble. You tracking?
0: Yes. How does everybody get a hold of you and find out more about the intensives, and/or more about you, and/or get help?
1: Well, they can call me and you can see the number below, 310 560 726. And they can also con- can email me at joe uh, at rebuildingconnection.com, which is uh, the texting me is a great way to go. Um, you can get my book, uh, Reboot Your Relationship, on Amazon if you want a little bit more information about how I uh, work with. I'm a a trauma-informed relationship uh, psychotherapist and uh, expert, so this is a work with the trauma primarily and in the relationships and how that gets, that dance gets kind of co-created in some ways. So let's make 2020, ly our best year ever for, life and love and relationships and there is a way that that we have the power and love and freedom to choose something very different when we get that shared context language and start working with a therapist or a coach or work with me we do our intensives that are one-on-one or group we do three three two-day three-day one-day uh individual groups and also Uh, coaching therapy online like this, this video, coaching, and we also do other things that uh, help you uh, if you prefer more of an intimate setting in a uh, therapy, you know, office space. I'm in San Diego, Carlsbad, San Diego. Um, And we can also talk about that as well. So lots of options. So all right.